Blog Talk Radio. What is going on? Good morning. Good morning. Happy Sunday from Football Fan Rush. And I am excited about this show. We touched down in the NFC North and so many family nights and so many training camps. We've had a ball all week, at least I have. So I've got Mr. M. Terrell, our sound engineer, on the line with us. And I've got the co-host, the infamous Mike. So we're going to let them kick it off because they're Bears fans. So they have the pleasure of checking it out from Soldier Field through the eyes of Football Fan Rush. So what did you guys think about the practice? Is Jay Cutler really the truth? Like, what's going on? Wait a minute. Before we get into it, Mike, um, yes, you got two mics to uh, talk to today. Um, there, there, There's a public service announcement that is literally more or less an announcement to the Bears. When you have a practice, actually – Practice. Don't have us pay for introductions of the roster. I can pull up a website for that. Whoa, 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 that's that's deep. So you telling me that at Soldier Field, that's all y'all got? Because at Mankato, we spent it up. Like it was amazing from the fans. Don't rub Don't rub in that practice on us yet. Uh, we know amazing. we're going to hear about a great thing. We had the morning meeting, and it sounds like the Vikings practice was great. Don't rub it in just yet. Don't hurt our feelings right away. And news from Michigan. Michigan was also awesome. It was like um, don't, country with the players. and say, Okay, I'm not going to rub it in. Go ahead. Um, I, I, I'll tell you, we literally paid uh, for one fight on the field. Introductions was it like a real fight? Roster. Wait. Was it a real no, fight? No, not even a real mm-hmm. fight. That fight lasted for all of three seconds, and it got the crowd excited for 15 seconds, and then it was back to boredom. Um, and we paid for oh, Staley wow. getting, uh, yelling at the crowd. Staley had fun. I can tell you that. Staley had a good time. Okay, so uh, Mr. Interrell. Apparently, Mike didn't like it, so it was real. Mike number two, what do, what do you think? Like, what are your thoughts of what you saw at Soldier Hill? Well... Seeing as how it was my very first time in my lifetime ever going to a Bears stadium, you know, even before they had the, you know, with the old stadium, I I can say I wasn't really enthused. Um, there was what? such a lack of energy, even with the team, you know, um, just as far as the practice go. You know, you know my background, I played football. So yeah. I know what pregame practice looks like. And if I want to go to pregame practice, why would I want to pay for it? There was, you know, there were moments where, uh, you know, during pass scale of seven on seven, if you will, where, you know, you can see where, where there's the passing game may look decent, but with the weapons they have, that's to be expected. However, as far as knowing that these guys can really hit at the defense, can really, you know, take up to abuse like that, you know, as far as running, you know, with a run game and a passing game, we'll, ne- we'll never know as far as the after tonight unless we go to a different practice because there was no hitting. There was nothing that made me want to be like, oh, I think I want to go to a game. Okay, so um, what did you guys see? Was it like walkthroughs? I mean, like what what happened? Like on the field, 
we're supposed to be getting excited because Jay Cutler is supposed to be the truth. And and this is this is how y'all wait look, wait I'm about to give you all a, a sound bite of what y'all saying that Family Night sounded like a soldier feel like it was just like I, I mean, was it that is not, it's not far from it. It's not far. It's not from far. It's from it. like this cricket. No, I mean to give you a breakdown of actually what happened on the field, and I'm not gonna be silly. Jay Cutler, you could see his arm. He looked. They drew up some plays so we could see his arm. Okay. Well, okay. everybody knows Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler has an arm. That's not a surprise. Uh, we they threw some fade routes and some red end zone plays. We know that Alshon Jeffrey and Brandon Marshall can catch. Not a shock there. Uh, okay. The safeties look real suspect. Uh, I okay. Don't so know. break that down. That uh, Brock Green looks like a rookie, so I didn't expect to see much yesterday because he was a rookie. And all of the articles I've read, he still looks like a rookie. He looks like he got a lot of talent, but he looks like a rookie. Adrian Wilson, I've read a lot of articles of the Bears saying that he's either going to start or they're going to cut him. It should not be that big of a gap, but I can see why they said that because he didn't show anything yesterday. Kyle Fuller looks for real. I'm not going to front. He looks for real. Kyle Fuller is out there to play on the cornerback side. He looks for real. Um, Alshon Jeffrey, they had him matched up against uh, Peanut Tillman a lot yesterday. And Alshon Jeffrey made Peanut Tillman look like a rookie. He was just he was running some routes and just making Peanut Tillman look bad. And there are a lot of fans were excited about how great Alshon looked. I was not so excited about the way he, uh, he looked against Alshon Jeffrey. It looked funny. I, I will be able. I will say I was able to chuckle. They didn't show anything on the defensive line. Kadeem Carey looked like he he's ready. He's ready to make some good catches out of the backfield, but you couldn't see any of his runs. They didn't show really any good running plays. Uh, they didn't show anything of the defensive line or on the tackles or the ends. Oh. The linebackers, there was nothing much. I don't think I recall, and Mike can correct me if I'm wrong, I don't recall uh, hearing a pad hit another pad all day yesterday. Uh, it was, uh, that was one that's hey, question. I was going to be like, when, when it came to pads, be a part of football on Sunday, like, did they have a pads? Like, I, I mean, you guys are talking when like, it, it was like, the hey, as far as, yeah, but when it comes to, you know, the far, as far as the sound of the pads um, hitting in Soldier Field last night, it sounded just like this. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I had an analogy during the pre-show pre, uh, pre meeting that you all wanted me to to uh, repeat. I don't know if you all have, as, as moviegoers in this world, I'm sure we got a few moviegoers um, that listen to our show. If you've ever seen a trailer for a movie, and you expect to see, you go into the movie expecting to see a comedy. So you all excited, you prepared to laugh. Yeah, it's about to, we're about to have some fun. And then it's a drama. And you're bored. That's and you probably want your money back. So you yeah. think about families needs their money back. Because this is uh, a paid event. Everyone else 
stayed at their training facilities. It was free. It was pandemonium in Michigan, in Minnesota. It was awesome. Just please don't record anything. Our security will tackle you. But outside of that, I will say this because I've good been seven on seven and some good eleven on eleven drill. So I'm I'll shocked. say this: I've been to I've been to Bears Family Night when it was free. I went to Bears Family Night when it was when it was a general admission, but we started to pay, and I went last night. The pay problem, I don't think, was an issue because we've been paying for Family Night since at least 2007 and maybe earlier. Um, but general admission basically mixed in the crowd so people could have fun and enjoy the game and mix in with every type of fan. They had us pay for seats, and people were pretentious about seats, and I'm blaming some of the Bears fans on this one. No, we bought these seats. No, we bought these seats. Hey, 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 general public, we like fans from everywhere, so please don't feel like, you know, we don't. They're just expressing their opinion right now. All right. Okay. Um, We like fans. And there were some good fans there, but there was also some pretentious fans there. And I'm calling them fan, out. Fan, not a, they're not a, there's not a guideline to being a fan. Like you can love a team and never clap. Like, I mean, there are fan guidelines now. Some of our fan rest is writing the fan etiquette book coming soon or something. I didn't even know we were. What? <laughs> Honestly, I may have to blame the Bears because this would not be an issue if there was something to see oh. on the field because you wouldn't have paid attention to what was going on in the stands if you had something to watch on the field. So There were so many side in. conversations going on. You know, nobody was really focused on, you know, there were some people. I'm like, I can't say nobody was. You know, there were people that were there focusing and, and better watch the practice. But as far as, you know, can you walk away with being able to say, okay, after today's practice and what you've seen, um, how do you feel about our chances this year? All you're going to get is an opinion based off of nothing because there was nothing to see. I'll tell you this. Oh. We no, and I'm not saying that's we indicative got- of the season they're going to have. I'm just, you know, saying as far as – you know, provide an experience to your fans where you build the enthusiasm going into the season. I don't think the organization did a, did the job that should have been done. I mean, like, I'm looking at you guys. Are y'all feed coming across mm-hmm. Facebook and stuff like that? And I'm like, okay, well, I, I know we're not doing any of that because I don't see any of that type of stuff even going on. So what are we supposed to be doing right now? I literally try uh, – Try to okay. get fans drops and some fan experience so we can have play their voices on the air today. And uh, just so you know, fans were like, well, what do you want me to say? Um, literally, wow. there was nothing to say about what was going on. And I'm a Bears fan that has been to a few Bears events. I truly have to blame the Bears for that. Because even when our... You have- Blame them for the last ten minutes, but why stop now? Yes. I mean, literally, it was. Uh, <laughs> it was. I look forward to Bourbon A because I am not going to give up 
on my bears. I'm going to assume they choreographed yesterday with the intent of this being about family and not knowing that and not about focusing on again. Right, not about focusing on the practice. Because I've been to Bourbon A before, and I've seen excellent practices before. Okay, okay, so that's, that's true. So that, while I, I, I'm, no, I'm you're sounding like to... the crowd felt like this the whole time sitting there watching the game. I'm so sorry, Sam, if you came to see something that you didn't see. Hopefully you came with your friend. You guys well, you know what? It's about, like, like nail polish or shoes. It's kind of bad when the um, – the music in the stadium. This is this is how bad it was. The track came on for Schoolboy's Q, um, his song, and I didn't know who the track was. I was like, "This track is hot. Why can't I hear it?" Because it was all the fans yelling. No, there were no fans yelling. I was trying to have hope. You had time to see that. So, okay, so. So it's obvious that we're going to go ahead and <laughs> sh- shut down what happened in Soldier Field. We're not getting anywhere, Taz. This is not the experience that you guys were looking for. You guys were really looking to see some true 11 Well, I'm definitely looking forward to – I'm definitely looking forward to what's going to happen at Bourbon I, I believe that, like he said, you know, I agree it was probably more for the fans and, and they wanted to have, make it more of a light practice. It was a Saturday, you know. So I, fans But at the same time, okay. you know – Exactly, but you know, I'm coming there expecting to see. You know, I want to. Fans want to leave excited. We don't want to leave with conjecture. Like, okay, so after that little bit, and I'm coming from the standpoint of being a fan and also having played. Well, you know, so for me, it's like, all right, I'm not really. <laughs> I'm not really seeing apparently. much. I'm like, I, I need. I know, like, like you said earlier, I know you can run. I know you can catch. And we know you can throw. But what do we know about you all being able to take this system and effectively move down the field against the defense? What do we know about the defense being able to stop your running game and stop your passing game? We don't know any of that as of last night, so the only way we're going to find out is if we go to Bourbon Act. There are just sometimes there are bad decisions made by, made by people in general, not just in, in sports. You think this is what the people want, and it's not what they wanted. An actual practice is what I wanted to see. Okay. I wanted yes. to see an actual practice. Well, and we're going to have... go for it in Bourbonnet. We're, we're actually going to take the road to Bourbonnet on a non-family event. We're really going to sit there. We're really going to interview and watch and photograph the action and draw our own conclusions, and, of course, as always, talk with other media. And we will really honestly see if this Jay Cutler-led team will be the truth. So we're looking forward to that. That is going to be what happens next. So I'm excited about that. And I hopefully that makes up for what you guys actually saw at Soldier Field. It's a great stadium. Bears fans, please don't give up on the Bears, whether you're near or far. We even met a Bears uh, We're not giving up and, on them, you know. Can't and be Minnesota let down by this rocked his shirt to let the world know that he was a Bears fan. So apparently his girlfriend had to like the Vikings or he lived across the street or something. But, you know, it's, it's still hope. A lot of people still have a lot of eggs in the basket for Jay Cutler. So we'll have to do this all over again when we hit training camp live from Bourbon A next week. 
So right about now, and then we're Kelly Rowland, we can go ahead and swing it around to Mankato where the experience all week and all weekend has been phenomenal. And so I'll kick it off just experience as a fan. I mean, everything at Minnesota State University, I mean, it was laid out perfect. You, the team cares about their fans. I mean, yes, there were times, designated times for designated groups to sign autographs. They didn't care. Yeah, impromptu autograph signings from, of course, AP himself. You have players that came from behind the gate to come take pictures. I mean, it was like it was like we appreciate the fans' heaven, especially yesterday. So many th- I mean, even the end practice, and, you know, you got it, – it, it was pandemonium to have balls launched at you by some pretty strong arms, but we were catching balls. We were loving it. I absolutely enjoyed practice. Um at family night. Of course, I got to see practice aside from family night, but watching a lot of the drills, watching the 11 on 11, they did hit. They did die for catches. We had a moment where the whistle has to be blown because Hellman came up. I mean, we really watched practice. We watched a lot of snaps coming from all three quarterbacks. So that's Christian Ponder, you got Teddy Bridgewater, you got Matt Castle. I will say this um, a few years ago, when the Bulls had the whole center situation going on, the three-headed monster, I kind of feel that's what the Vikings have right now in the quarterback situation. You you really want to stand behind either Matt Castle or Teddy Bridgewater. You might not even want to stand next to Christian Ponder, but he, he had on a red jersey, so that's what he does. <laughs> but in, in, in Florida State fans still love our Christian Ponder, so don't don't Florida State fans and Florida State him. alum. I I I think he did a great job when you know no nation stand up. I think he did a great job in college. I think quite a few players do a great job in college. Welcome to when they hit your ass a whole lot harder than they did at Whole different scheme, a lot faster game. You went to an amazing program, but this is something totally different. And I just don't think that he fits into this system well. I think that I, I can name a few other teams that I think he would have been a better fit, especially as a backup, but this is just not the best situation for him. And, unfortunately, it's taking his career the wrong way, the, the wrong, totally wrong way. But they all got a few snaps. I really want to stand behind one specific quarterback and be like, Teddy's my guy, Matt's my guy. Right now I'm torn between the two. I saw some good snaps. And then I saw some okay, um, okay <laughs> things going on. What I will say, just from practice, and I would love to see this become stronger and even better when the regular season kicks off, is the secondary was a major, major issue for the Vikings last year, amongst other things. But the secondary just was almost non-existent. What I got to see um, this week in practice and definitely a family night was the defense and the secondary are truly coming with it. I mean, yes, it was supposed to be light scrimmages in practice, but it's like they threw that out the window. They came to play ball and they showed us that. I mean, just, oh, my God, the, the pitch from Xavier Rose was, was amazing. I mean, we were right there with, from the photos to – almost catching the ball, the interaction, watching Jasper Brinkley, watching Chad Greenway. I mean, it's going to be – I just feel like this is a sleeper team coming out of the NFC North, and no one wants to give them any credit simply because of the quarterback situation. And, yes, there are a few other things that they need to tweak and fix. 
the offense, lethal. Lethal. I mean, there is no more strictly handed off the AP. You might see AP, nice little slant route. Don't be surprised even if he catches the ball deep. I do want to see, and I understand with Cordero, he came into practice, he came into camp, injury, just really, really started working out and getting his flow back together. So I do want to see a lot more, of course, as of yesterday. Wasn't overly impressed, but I have faith in him. He's young. I really believe he can bounce back once he gets his rhythm. Captain Munnerlin, I know he started off on the pup list when training camp opened. I have no concerns with him. My my man out there doing it. He's beating his man. I mean, it, it was it was really, really, really great to see. Special teams love Cheryl. I really just, just as a kick returner, think he's going to be absolutely awesome to watch him hit the holes last night and go through. And, of course, he didn't run it all the way back. But just to, to see, like, they're really, really working. And I think it's because they've got so much weight on their shoulders from what happened last year and the expectation of them last year. And then this year it's almost like nobody's checking for them. I mean, they've called Matt Castle, the, the worst starting name currently, named the starting QB, and he's like number 32. Everyone from the commentators to analysts, just nobody has any real expectations. Like everyone's thing is they have the potential to be good. Norv Turner, uh, this offense is going to be really, really lethal. Even looking at Adrian and everything I watch it with the Adrian will be 30, he'll be 30, he'll be 30. Well, he probably will be because of the date and year he was born, but he definitely showed no signs of that on the field from, from the, the walkthroughs and the drills to, to the 11 on 11. So I wouldn't even – he'll be 30. Great, because that's when his mom had him. So that's, that's, that's it. We need to get off of that. I mean, come on. Like, we all remember, like, Warren Moon, like – how old was he when he made it to the league? And Hall of Fame players. So sometimes I think with certain players, let's just get off um, the age. But I was very impressed, especially with the defensive side of the ball. I think they're really going to look good stopping the run. If they can stay healthy, that first-string team stopping the run is going to be amazing. It's going to be something to see. So I really do think – they are the sleeper team coming out of the NFC North. And we had an amazing time. Okay. Y'all tired of me talking? Y'all didn't win in the uh, I swear. Uh, so that, that, is a our, that is probably our uh, our engineer's way of saying, quit rubbing it in. Uh, um, you know no hello yes we're all here yeah no um can't possibly because i i was set i was ready and i have to if i have to give two thumbs up oh my god yeah definitely for the vikings it was it was it was a great experience. Um, Mike Zimmer, Mike Zimmer, as a coach, just great. Even addressing the fans, introducing the team, it was absolutely absolutely awesome. We even had babies. I mean, I don't know. We won't really say what year I was born, but I don't. I can guarantee, like when I was a baby. Oh, can I? I was, can I? Can I? Can I? No, can you I? cannot. 
No, you cannot. Oh, man. You, you will have to apply to work somewhere if you do that. Oh, oh <laughs> man. But listen, no, check it out. So I was a Steelers fan as as a little girl. Like, that was my team. Like, people came in my room and mistaked it for my brother's room. Like, I had the whole Iron Curtain thing going on in my room. Every I was a diehard Steelers fan. And I don't think my mom had any Steelers gear for me. So it was so cool to see all the babies and, and everything going on with their gear. And they were really, really into it. And to see the players care to them was so awesome. So great fan experience, great practice, two thumbs up to the Minnesota Vikings, the organization, everyone that put that together. It was absolutely great. And I'm looking forward to them having an awesome season. I really think they are the sleeper team out of the NFC North. And that's just my opinion. So, again, kudos to you guys. Yes, you deserve it. So we've got to swing around the league since we have 30 minutes left. And there were a lot of things that went on this past week. One of the biggest was when Jordy Nelson put out, hey, I'm worth $10 million a season. And I felt that. And please don't call me undercover Packers fan. I just like real football, and I love quality No, players. he's worth that. He's worth every penny he, of it. Every penny of it. So when he got his contract and the details of it, it was absolutely amazing. I was happy for him. Um, I think the, the one-two connection that he has with Aaron Rodgers, like another, another – lethal combination, not just in the NFC North, but just in the league period. So we actually were able to have a soundbite of Jordy talking about his contract. So, Mr. M. Terrell, would you like to let that roll? You are a team guy, but you're the man of the day. I saw a lot of high fives uh, during practice. When did all this happen for you? And just tell us about the process. It's been a long process. I mean, it takes time, uh, months to get it done. It's a, it's a lot of money, and there's a lot that goes into it, not just, you know, me personally, but how they're structuring the, structuring the future of this team and guys that could be coming up next year. So um, it was a process. I enjoyed it. Uh, some ups and downs of it, but at the end of the day, I'm happy with what we got done. I was happy to get it done before practice this morning. It was kind of hectic last night and this morning to make sure we had it done. So I was, you know, had that security when I went out to the field, and then um, it was fun to share it with the guys. Packers fans have to be happy with that. I'm not a Packers fan, and I jumped up and down just to the love of football because he deserves every penny of that, and that shouldn't have even been a question. I don't know how you guys feel, but that's my opinion. I mean, well, you, you got a four-year contract guaranteed for $39 million. I think, you know, I'm, I'm kind of happy. I'll be ecstatic, too. I know why his daily practice was great. 14.2 of that is guaranteed money. You have no reason not to be ecstatic about your life and your position in football at today at all. And he's worth every penny because dude's cold. I give it to him. Yeah, he is I, one I of the best receivers in the game. So I guess this leads me back around to um, Mr. Mike Bears aficionado over there. When you were looking at your secondary and stopping the run, I mean, a cat like Jordy Nelson going up against the Bears. I mean, what do you see? I can't wait to go to Bourbon A. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently he's got nothing to say. We're going to keep it yeah. we, do, we do have live picks coming from um, <laughs> That's funny We have live picks coming from Packers 
family night. We also had a representative there. I want to thank her very much. She's still on her way back because it was a nice little drive for her, but she took some great take, great notes. So we'll be able to update you via Twitter all day as to how great the camp was. She was very impressed, of course. Aaron Rodgers impressed as always, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But she, we so Green Bay is so far north in Wisconsin, they forgot to tell their fans that it's actually in Minnesota. That's how far north in Wisconsin it is. You could go ahead and leave that in Wisconsin. You don't have to bring it back to Minnesota. All right. <laughs> they are cheese packers, and that's where they'll be. But oh right. yeah, they're, they're, some of her Vikings fandom actually came out today. Whatever. I wear my I bleed purple. But for the sake of the mm-hmm. show, I am just a journalist in general. So we do have more coming from Packers Camp a little bit later today. So we can actually swing it around to Michigan. And the Detroit Lions also look good. Their fan experience was amazing. The amount of selfies that they took with fans, the interaction, the autograph signings, the hanging out, just the, they just kind of roamed with the fans as though they were a part of the experience with them. It was absolutely great. On the field, again, guys running their drills, they actually did a great job. Um, the feedback that I was getting live, they might honestly be on their way back. And it's from everyone that was there, from the post that I saw from fellow media and commentators, thank you so much for the live updates because I was in Mankato. The live photos and even some of the video footage, I believe they are and have the possibility to come out the gate the way they did last year. They came and they kicked open the fence before the man had a chance to unlock it from preseason all the way through the first five games. The adrenaline, the energy, the chemistry, very, very serious. They were focused on going forward. It just came apart at the seams. But from what I'm hearing and just the photos and the video, it's not going to be so easy to unravel those seams this year. Yes, they're having fun. They appreciate the fans, but they understand they've got to prove that last year. Last season for them was honestly just a swoop. It went haywire. They made some changes definitely in the head coach, and it was obvious to see the difference. Another thing that's going on is we have Suss and his lovely contract this week. Compliments of my love how she calls him Suss. And Donaldson? Because when I met him, that's what he told me his name was. (laughs) Yeah, well, the rest of the world does not know that. The rest of the world does not know that. And. I laugh every time you say it, so we can blame NFL Network and and ESPN because they got us coming. Okay, and Dominican I don't know what we're gonna call it. Dominican, we know that part is right. So Dominican, there you go. But we know that's part. right. We posted it on Well, you know it's bad. I can't even spell, type his name out. I'd just rather copy and paste it. It's just easier. <laughs> <laughs> we have... I'm being for real. Like, you know what? I'm going to copy and paste and it. I'm not going through all of that. Fan rush come up against Indomitian. So we're just going to copy and paste your name, and we're going to say it half. You tell us to say it, sir. But, exactly. Yes, sir. Um, so if you want to call Indomitian... But what I have to say uh, is we posted it on Facebook and Twitter this week a graphic of 
In 2014, we did. he had the highest cal- salary cap hit of any player in the NFL at $22.4 million. The highest cap hit. Add that, yeah. to, the fact, add that to the fact that based on the way the, the collective bargain agreement is written, <laughs> if the Lions were to decide to franchise him next season, he would have to get a raise of a minimum of 20%, and they would owe him on a cap hit side for next season $26.7 million. That's if he was franchised. So that leads me to ask, why didn't the Vikings, excuse me, Vikings, I'm sorry, why didn't the Lions get this contract situation taken care of? Who and the Lions said that this was okay? What was, were people in there was wetted? Like who said this was? Oh my God! Like he's now he's a heck of a player as a defensive player. That's a gold mine that they are sitting on. So I can't say yes. He's had his up times. Yes, he's had his down times. Yes, okay, dirty play. He's done some things. Okay, so a lot of people have. We focused on one last week who. Yeah, but he's he's worth a lot. I mean, he is a big staple for that team's defense. Him, Nick Fairley, I mean, he really is. But this is, is bananas. Like, I couldn't even believe that this is what he was up against. So I kind of feel the way that he's handling it. I, I really, you know, I would, I would sit on my throne, too, and be like, y'all said it was okay. So I'm going to sit on my throne and do this. <laughs> oh wow! I did not see that one coming. But you know, wow. it's like <clears throat> we do have some. Uh, we do have some audio where he's on um, the DetroitLions dot com media site, and they're during the interview, and they're talking about you know they bring up his contract, and he very simply just breaks them down. Check it out. I'm not talking about my contract. I'm not talking about my contract. Yeah, the reason that he's not talking about his contract is because he's not talking about my contract. In the back of his mind, he's going. Exactly. So I would basically he knows. He basically knows that either the Vikings, excuse me, I keep saying this, either the Lions. Because you know the Vikings are going to be the truth this year. But go ahead. Yeah, he was a Lion. No, that's Hmm. not what I was about to say. Either the Lions have to pay me or there are plenty of teams in the NFL that will come give me money next season if they don't franchise me or give me a good contract, starting with the Vikings and the Bears (laughs) and the Packers. Yeah, well, yeah, I agree with the Smith music there. Exactly, because the, it will be suspicious. That's going to be the hole that's going to be left if he leaves. Every time they leave if the he, <laughs> If he were to leave the Lions, and to st- if, if not just if he leaves the Lions, if he leaves the Lions and stays within the division, it would be pandemonium in Detroit. And... Notice what we have not talked about. 
We have not talked about Nick Fairley. We have not because is no, we haven't. We have not talked about Nick. Go ahead and share your um your thoughts and your comments on Nick. I mean, that's the problem. There's nothing to talk about. <laughs> well, there is that is the problem. Nick is also Nick is also another very big staple. Of course, he has to be 100 percent by the time the season starts. He did have off season surgery, a little close to. OTAs, minicamp, but it needed to happen. At least it happened in the off season. It's a nice one-two punch for you on the defensive side of the ball. I just really think that with the new coaching staff, with the new head coach in place, and from what I got to take a peek into the cameras yesterday, I think they are they, they're putting themselves back together, and they are honestly going to stand up to how they look on paper. I mean, last year, there was no question. On paper, that was, like, the most talented team in the NFC North. And then you, like, watched the game, and then you kept looking at the paper because you didn't know what happened. But this yeah. season, I don't think we're going to see that. I think this is going to be a real battle in this in this division unless somebody gives up. I think this is going to truly really be... I believe that we are going to see a regime change of great difference with the Lions. They have a lot of talent, and I have a strong feeling this coaching staff is basically saying, put up or shut up. I have a strong feeling that there's going to be some great players with great talent on the Lions that won't be on the Lions next year if they don't play right this year. I do too. I, have a... I do too. I, I, it's a very it's, – it's, it's really bringing it right back to organize the ball, and I agree with you. It's, it's a put-up or shut-up year for a lot of their players because they actually do have the potential to go really, really far in the NFC. So we'll see how they come. Yeah, I mean, again, exactly. Again, it, I'm it not really going to play it at all roads. To the postseason, go through Grant. Yes, we know because we don't have a choice. We're in the division. Stop with that. I like the fact. I mean, stop it. we know this. If the if the Lions played up to their talent, the Bears, the Vikings, and the Packers would be shaking in their knees. The Lions' discipline has yet to show the other teams in the division that they have to be worried. Now they saw. The Lions' talent early on last season, but the second half of the season, it showed them, oh, we don't have anything to worry about yet. This coaching staff has come in and said, the rest of the division doesn't have anything to worry about, but you players do have something to worry about if you all don't get your act together. And because yeah, you just can't have that much talent on one team where you can but, you know, to have that much talent on one team, and like we said last you know, last week when we were covering them, it's really just about taking them and focusing them. It's like anything else. If you take, you know, if you take it and sharpen a knife, you know, it's only as good as the blade is. So if they – if I agree with you totally. If they can take that, the coaching staff can get them pointing in the right direction, the NFC North is going to be a real nice conference to watch. It's going to be very it, exciting. It you know, it really is. It really is. The Outside NFC the Bears, North. I think every other team really did a great job in free agency. I mean, let alone the draft, but free agency 
this was probably one of the best free agency classes ever. It was wide open, and especially the Packers really got the veterans that they needed on their team. To, to, I mean, these guys are getting fresh starts to reprove themselves all over again or, or continue on with the streak that they have with their previous team. And I just want, I just believe this is going to be a deep division again. It's, it's really going to be that black and blue division again, like some bare bones knuckles drag out to the last second wins. I don't think unless the team truly gives up and has no idea what was going on, which we saw a lot of in our division last year, I really think we're going to see real hard-nosed football in our division and across the NFC North especially. I think that I'm not not the NFC North, just the NFC in, in general. I just think that's coming back. So many defenses have been beefed up, and so many offenses are now using their players in a more versatile role. It's not just, you know, definitely, I mean, if you look at the Saints, I understand why my man wanted the money because, like, how many times did he really line up as a tight end? So the versatility is there. The weapons are stronger. They're faster. They're, they're really taking this position serious. So it's not going to be the typical handoff to Adrian Peterson or Cutler can only find Marshall or it's just going to be a Megatron staff or connection. These teams are really working to beat the defense, and the defense is working hard to stop the run. Whoever is running, if they give somebody's grandmother the ball, she's going to get hit. Like, And so I think it's just really going to be a high-level competition, and I think the liars are going to come out the gate and not take it for granted this year. And nobody should ever – I don't care if you're playing a team that's owing everything. Nobody should ever walk out on the field and play another team lightly because you never know. And I just think that that's the – feeling that I'm getting from traveling around the NFC North, that this everything is on the line for every team. All right. Now, everything that she said sounded great, but I'm not going to uh, let her take that under that dig at the Bears and think that I'm not going to defend my team. She threw in a nice little dig. She said every team in the I NFC North did good in she threw a dig in there and say every team did good in the off season except for the Bears, and then kept on with no, with no, 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 let me defend okay. my Bears. Go ahead. Go the ahead. Bears did come back this season with Lamar Houston. The Bears did come back with Jared Allen. They did uh, come back with other players on the defensive line were injured. So, uh, but we also drafted Ego Ferguson. And we'll I didn't say the I didn't say the draft. I mean, you said you said you I said free agency. That's why I started with Jared Allen and Lamar Houston. So y'all got what? How many people? Okay, so I'm, we Jared didn't get we didn't get a lot up. of big names in your eyes. It, it doesn't have to be big names. I was just looking at the positions and the holes that needed to be filled, and just the maturity level of. Sometimes you can go some... get a lot of rookies and make it. In their case, they, they could not. And, I mean, you even spoke on that talk. You speaking earlier about training camp. The one rookie that we were just keyed in on was Brock Vereen, and you were just like, mm-hmm. So well, there, are some, there, are some people that, uh, there are some people that subscribe to I the love... theory that if you, if you shore up the line, the secondary takes care of itself. There are some people that take that attitude, and I've seen that work in the NFL. Because I, I think, and I think that depends on on the team. Like the, the Bears have been known for having a, an above average secondary, 
And we know, and I love Peanuts to death. Peanuts since Peanuts was, was drafted, but we know Peanuts older. He's he's not just one or two steps behind. He's probably going to make some key plays. He's, he's, about, he's, he's about three or four steps but, behind at his age. Yeah, I mean, being real. Yeah, he's about three or four. But... But, like but in his role, he's more of he's more of a leadership now Leader, from right. a standpoint of where the secondary stands now. Yeah, I agree that you should your your line. You have to start your defense with your line because if you can't stop the run, you know, with your line and your linebackers, right. then you know your secondary is going to suffer anyway, regardless of how good they are. Because if you can't slow down anybody to you know before they even hit that second level then it, all of that stuff really doesn't mean anything. When you look at well, the I, secondary they have now, it's hard to say if it's been proven, like we said, you know, from last night. You know, that doesn't say that they haven't improved. It's just hard for us to say that they've improved because we haven't right. seen it. Now, Kyle Fuller okay. did look good. Kyle Fuller did look good from the corner position. Tim Jennings did not go anywhere. I still have high expectations for Tim Jennings. So if oh, our my corners goodness, look good, yeah. our corners look good. That's what I'm worried Tim about. Jennings, our safety. Tim Jennings looks good. Tim Jennings looks great. I'm just worried about our safety. Two of him? We got Kyle Fuller. We got Kyle Fuller. I'm not worried about Kyle Fuller. Kyle Fuller looked good. Are you trying to that avoid saying one... his name? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking because you won't say his name. <laughs> Um, I don't have a problem saying Kyle Fuller's name because it's not in Dominic I wasn't talking about his name. See? See how we you know how to say Kyle Fuller's name. I didn't say Kyle mm. Fuller. You know whose name I'm talking about. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not going to talk about Chris Kent, and I'm glad Mason <laughs> Wrong is no longer on the team. <laughs> Again, we are not you know, here to insult players because you guys again are blocking the most of us here in the studio. So you know, I, I'm looking. I look at it this way. Yeah. You know, once we get down to Bourbon Day next week, any of you fans who want to um, check us out, definitely come on down if you have the time. We would love to sit down and kick it with you all. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm not putting in my judge yet. You know, I'm not putting in the verdict on the Bears as of what they can do or what they can't do based off of just my experience last night. That would be totally unfair. Um, what I am looking forward to is what I am looking forward to is seeing how the offense uses the multiple sets that that they have, you know, based off the information I've, um, watched and the the coverage I've been reviewing. Um, a lot of it is, you know, you got four great wide receivers and, you know, in the, in the court for the bears. And if Cutler is, you know, the MVP quality person that they say he is now, that he's changed, man. You know, he's first in the stadium, last out the stadium. Um, instead of blaming everybody when something goes wrong, now he sit, they talk about it. And when the conversation's over, people are walking away smiling and stuff because they have an understanding of what they need to do. Now, with all that being said, if this is true and he has really stepped into the leader that he's, you know, that he can be, if he doesn't get hurt, it's, he he will most likely have. I, I wouldn't doubt if he could have an MVP season at all. I really wouldn't. You know, and, and with him being the leader of the team, everything is really going to hinge on him. You can have all the safeties and you know the the you know defensive skills and, and players in the right place all you want to, even on offense. But if you're a leader, that man who who has the ball in his hand more than everybody on the field isn't right. It's really not going to pay off. But if he stays well, healthy and he puts up numbers like um, he did last year, 
what were you gonna say? Apparently, apparently he um, he does have it together. So we will definitely. Well, one of the things one of the things that I tweeted out this week, when people heard that uh, Brandon Marshall said Jay Cutler will be the MVP, there was one thing that I felt that fans and media, and I have to include us in the media about that is whether he wins the award or not to me, won't be the, the most important part of that. What I want to see is him being in the conversation. As long as he's in the MVP conversation, I'll be happy. Because if he's in you know the MVP how? conversation, then that means he had a great season. And if he's in the MVP conversation, that likely means the Bears had a great season. Like It's like about like 40 people in the MVP conversation before the season starts, so. Exactly. Yeah, this is Right. So when they start narrowing it down to five, you holler back at me. But until then, Jay Cutler, MVP. Was kind of how I felt about it. So, <laughs> moving right along. <laughs> moving right along. There was another player who, um, of course, really looks great at practice and has all week here at Mankato. But there was another player who also got a really nice contract extension and proved that for the next five years he is definitely a Viking, and that is Kyle Rudolph. And no one, another player, no one had any gripes about it. Kyle comes out, he's strong, he does what he has to do. He's, he's his maturity, just watching him grow up in the game on a maturity standpoint. So he even had a few things to say about his contract extension. So, Mr. Chirrell, would you like to bless us with that one? A good day for the Minnesota Vikings and for Kyle Rudolph because the Vikings and Rudy have agreed to a contract extension. We have Kyle Rudolph, who's all smiles right now, aren't you? Definitely. Uh, you know, it's such a great day. Um, it's something that we've been working on for a little while, and, um, I'm excited to be a Viking for the next six years. Six years in pay, not a bad way to make a living at mm, all. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Not I'm not at his mad. Position, we, not at his size and not with his talent. That was another. Not at all. Uh, I watched a clip of him. I watched a clip of him. Um, yes, matter of fact, a couple times a day where he caught the ball over the middle and then just broke away for a touchdown. I was like, yeah, dude, the truth, he's worth it. Pay him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and he's strong. Damn. He's strong. I don't know if it comes to playing on a team with Adrian, where Adrian has this thing where we're going to go in the end zone with the whole defense on my back. So Kyle is like, okay, cool. I was like, I'm going to have the defense with me. So it's, it's great to watch him play. He is a workhorse. He is where he's supposed to be, when he's supposed to be. He's even been there to build the offense out through the quarterback debacle, if nothing else, to help the team march down the field and keep getting down. So I was – very satisfied. Another contract extension signing that was well worth it. Exactly. Because so, he's yeah. been able to do what he's done despite the quarterback woes. And that's what I think that's yeah. why I, I would agree with them paying him what he paid. He, you know, regardless of who was at the helm, he did his job. And he did his job very, very well. Yeah. So there were no gripes there. There were no frowns. All the frowns were probably turned upside down because he was worth it. So finally, we are coming to the end of the show, and um, don't Mike open the show ranting. We might as well let him close it doing the same thing. He's famous for it. He gets his opinion out. He's like that dude that used to be on 60 Minutes. So 
I will say this. This is not an insult to Bears fans. We love fans of this sport near and far. I mean, this is our passion. And you're always going to go to a bad game and a bad experience. I've been to a few games, and I was just sitting there like, security has to make me leave because I hadn't digested what just happened. I've been yeah. to at that pool and left. So, my rant I, um, for today, my rant for today I, I know we talk mostly about football on here, but I do have to uh, rant about fans in, in general of sports. Unfortunately, this past Friday, uh, an NBA star in the name of Paul George got injured. I have to call out people that have the audacity to say and discuss the Indiana Pacers season being down the toilet. I could care less about the Indiana Pacers season. I'm a Bulls fan. I can care less about the Bulls season. I want that man to be healthy. Prayers go out to Paul George and his family. That was an unfortunate reality of sports in general. Sometimes you get injured. Fans, don't make it all about you. Support your, support your teams and their players, but when something real happens, understand their people too. It's not about you. Support the people. Hello? Yes, no, maybe so. No, that was a very that was a very unfortunate incident. I I completely agree with you. Um some people can be a little insensitive. We see it with every every single incident that happens, but definitely we've been praying for and wishing the best as Paul George goes through his next few months of, of healing, just, I mean, what is it, three months before he can even put weight on it. That was very unfortunate, which also brought up another topic of should your actual stars of the team or these players be playing in these off-season games to this extent? That was another big question. Well, the for the love of the game clause has been in NBA contracts since the 80s. And these players want to do it. What I felt was they brought up a couple of things that were very important. Uh, our sound engineer, M. Terrell, he went to UNLV, and he stated that we can't blame it on the school uh, at the Thomas and Mack Center. Uh, the transition that holds up the basketball rim is the, is the thing that he hit his leg on. And the reality is that's closer than any place. After 2007, uh, the NBA decided they would never have a all-star game there in that stadium again because of that reason that it was too close. Um, but the reality is that was an unfortunate mishap. But one anyway. of the things, and even being uh, a part of the media, and I've been a photographer on basketball uh, courts right there, and I've also been a photographer on football court fields. The the photographers and the media sometimes are too close to the action because while I will agree with Paul, that. While the Paul George uh, incident was uh, unfortunate, it was rare. 
It's not rare for players to twist their ankles dealing with the media. Uh, no, it's not. Dennis Rodman had, had a run-in with photographers because of it. Um, in the last couple of years, uh, LeBron James was out for a couple of weeks because he twisted his ankle, and that happens often. And sometimes it takes a mishap to make you pay attention to other things that are a problem. And I hope this brings forth some very real questions that benefit the players and their safety. But to get back to it, we here at Football Fan Rush Network and Football Fan Rush Radio, we literally have Paul George in our prayers because the greatest thing is he signed his contract, so he's 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 good financially, but he's going to hate not being able to be out on the court. He is. He is making a difference um, for his team. He is. And right. And literally. And I just, I just really want him to heal. I, I really, I know it, it was. I want him to be back to all-star, all-pro status. I do, too. Because do the too, whole week, the week, the whole week leading up to that game was talking about Derrick Rose and how good is he going to look. And there was a very positive uh, feeling going into that game. Damian Lillard hitting a, a end-of-the-half uh, shot. Uh, Kevin Durant uh, looking great, not looking like he was just going to settle for outside shots. Derrick Rose looking like he had the explosion. So for the game to end the way that it did, it had a, such a positive feel. And I want fans of sports in general to think about these players. The NFL knows it all too greatly when we're talking about concussions. NHL deals with concussions. Soccer deals with concussions. I mean, every sport does. I mean, they're dealing with these concussions and safety of players on a regular basis. Let's realize that these players are people and they have lives and how this affects their lives, and and pray them and believe them. As many jerseys as we buy, it's, it's, it's dangerous. I mean, their career path is, is dangerous. It's almost as dangerous as, I mean, your average cable person up on a pole and it's 40 below outside. It's, it's just a very dangerous sport. This is their career path. We enjoy it. Unfortunately, there are just those that are insensitive to things that happen. So as you said here, we are definitely wishing him a speedy, healthy recovery, and our prayers definitely do go out to him and the Pacers organization. So with that being said, since we're ending it on a calm and peaceful note, anybody else have anything to say? Because I'm ready to go back in the last of my Minnesota Vikings glory. From all of the go back Friday. and enjoy that some more. <laughs> Well, it has been a pleasure. We want to thank you all that joined us live. Those of you guys that will be checking us out via podcast, it's a great week for training camp around the NFC North. Uh, so stay tuned. We've got photos coming from both Green Bay and also from the Detroit Lions. So check us out on Twitter, Football Fan Rush, or on Instagram at Football Fan Rush for those updates. I'm your host, Kaz, signing out. It's your co-host, Mike, and we will be back with you again next Sunday.